When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Aurora from the low. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eats Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. We are going to be going guest-free on the podcast today. Fortunately for us, we did see some interesting news that happened in the college basketball landscape that I'm going to be taking a look at in segment number two. We had two real big guys that were on the board in terms of guards as Joe Toussaint along with Paul Mouquet were out there and both of them decided on their landing spots. So we're going to be diving into that in segment number two. Take a look at what that means for the teams that lose them and the teams that gain them. So we're going to be diving in there. And then here in segment number one, because I take a look at all the transfer news, I round that up as well. We're going to give a little bit of love today to the teams that they aren't making a lot of moves. I always like to call them teams that are out of sight, out of mind. I'm going to be pointing out a few mid-majors that I've been doing my research on, and I'm like, hey, you know what? These guys are bringing back eight other top nine scorers from last year, things of that nature. We're going to be diving into some of those teams. And sometimes the, shall we say, illusion that we do get into with regards to some of these teams. Because with a lot of these teams, I think that there's automatically an expectation that we think that they're going to be taking some big, giant leap forward. And I'm going to be explaining that you don't want to be necessarily buying full-on into a team just because they are returning a lot of guys from last year. And I'm going to explain why in a minute or two as we're going guest-free today because, well, this is being recorded on the 4th of July. All of our great guests, they deserve to have a little bit of time off. I am more than willing to work for you guys, though, and we're going to be having a lot of conference previews coming up on the podcast within the next few days. I plan on doing Conference USA and the Ryzen League within the next, I would say, seven to eight days, so be on the lookout there because now we are getting more of these rosters settled, though we did get a little bit of news in uh, the college basketball world on the 4th of July, and we'll be rounding that up in the final segment, and if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you, for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters you they mean it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. This is sort of the extravaganza where we do give a little bit of credit to some of these teams that they have a little bit of chemistry being kept together. And what I think is very big with regards to chemistry is you do want to be taking a look at just the talent itself that is going to be coming back. Like, in my opinion... The leap from freshman to sophomore year is bigger than the leap that you're going to be having from year number four to year number five. Because I hate to be that guy and I hate to be mean, but I mean, you take a look at someone like a Drew Timmy last year. Drew Timmy was terrific over at Gonzaga. 
The leap that Drew Timmy took from when he was a freshman to a sophomore was bigger than the leap that Drew Timmy took from when he was a junior to when he was a senior. And that makes sense just because you get figured out a little bit more with regards to your game. I always do think that just after one year of college, because as a true freshman, you're a little bit just fresh to the game in general. That is something to where you're able to just get the most gains out of year number one. Whereas sort of after that sophomore year you sort of have been there done that and there are some guys that they play very sparingly their freshman year so maybe you could see that year two to year three bump be a little bit more if they were a guy that was just really riding the pine in year number one but typically I always do find the freshman to sophomore leap to be the biggest which is why I do think that Duke is very rightfully one of the top teams in all of college basketball and when it comes to gauging why I think should be number one in college basketball right now It is a very close 1A and 1B between Duke and Kansas, and I probably would give a little bit more of the edge to Duke, a team that really hasn't won out in the transfer portal at all, but you've got a guy in Kyle Filipowski who's making that year one to year two bump, and something that I've been talking about on this show as well a little bit recently, and I think that we're going to be seeing more of it in the next few weeks, is these guys that they decide to reclassify. So they should be a high school senior this year. They should be in the class of 2024. You see some of these guys go to the class of 2023, and Tyrese Proctor was one of those guys last year. This should technically be his first year of college. He decided to reclassify last season, and I mean, to begin the year during the 2022-23 season, Tyrese Proctor wasn't necessarily giving you a whole heck of a lot. But as Tyrese Proctor was able to get his feet wet, as he was figuring himself out, and for lack of a better term as well, I mean, with John Shire, he had to figure some things out as well. While we can always talk about these players taking that year one to year two leap, we can take a look at just the development of their game, lifting weights, what have you. We do want to take a look at these coaches as well because while a player is able to turn the corner, a coach is able to do the exact same thing as well. And I do think that with John Shire, he got better and better as a coach as the season went along. And I do think that he's done a very good job with the Duke program, especially considering the circumstances. And to illustrate my point a little bit more on Terry Reese Proctor, you take a look from January 31st on. So final 15 games of the season, he was averaging about 10.5 points, four assists, shot 40% from three-point range. Those are relatively solid numbers. You'd like to see him probably become a little bit more of a demonstrative score towards the back half of the season this year, but in his first 21 games of the season, that was more around 8.5 points, 2.8 assists, and shot 26% from three-point range. So he was really able to improve with Duke being able to keep that core together. That's something that I think is going to be very good. This is a team that I'm currently researching because I'm going to be doing an Ivy League preview within the next few weeks. This is one of these teams that's a little bit more off the beaten path. That'd be the Brown Bears. With Brown, they are going to be having a lot of these guys that they were juniors, they were seniors last season as well. So these are going to be guys in which there might be a little bit of a glass ceiling. And by that, I take a look at some teams like, for example, this was a very good example of a team that reached a glass ceiling that they did have a lot of guys that were returning a few years ago. We all remember that Wisconsin team from the 2019-20 season. The season was cut short due to covid a lot of people, I remember ESPN did like their simulation and they simulated Wisconsin winning the NCAA tournament and everything like that. And all of a sudden, people were buying in on Wisconsin being a top 10 team and everything like that. Myself being from the great state of Wisconsin, my sister being a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, everyone was buzzing about them. And then, well, they didn't live up to expectations. You do fear that a little bit with Brown, but I think that when you play out there in the Ivy League, you're a little bit less exposed than when you're out there in the Big Ten. And 
Bringing back the likes of a Nana Wusu Anane, 10.5 points, 8 boards, a little bit over 2 assists per game. Kino Lilly, someone who shot 40% from 3-point range. This is something that could be going well for you. You may recall I did a big South preview. UNC Asheville returns darn near everything from a team that went to the NCAA tournament last season. And I mean, they bring back Drew Pember who is able to average north of two blocks, 20 points. He's 6'10", and he shoots in the high 30s from three-point range. I mean, that is absolutely unguardable in that league. You probably do want to see this team have better results against step-up games and bigger competition, but all in all, that's a team that you take a look at, and that's a team that I get really jones up about being able to take a look at them with all the experience that they have coming back, so those are the sorts of teams that you do want to be identifying as well. Now you've obviously got some... Teams are going to be a little bit of a turnstile with regards to just all the new things that you see in the Big East because with the Big East, you've got a lot of coaching changes that are happening there. But this is a team that's going to be going back to that same blueprint from a season ago. I'm very curious to see how this turns out because I do fear that this is going to be a bunch that they could be much like the team from the same state a few years ago. I was just referencing Wisconsin. You've now got Marquette essentially doing the same thing as well. They lose Mackenzie Prosper. I always say the middle part of Olivier Maximus Prosper wrong, but they lose him due to the NBA draft. But darn near everything else is going to be returning for Marquette. They really didn't bring in anything via the transfer portal, though. And I do think that this is going to be a very interesting team to be able to identify because I think that Marquette is still in for a good year. I think that the loss of Prosper might be a little bit overblown because we all remember last year we were all like, why is Shaka Smart not done anything in the transfer portal? And I raised my hand. You can't see it right now, but I'm raising my hand. I was very guilty of doing this. I was wondering how everything was going to be sorted out. Well, Marquette was just fine. They were able to get a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. Granted, I would like to see them have a little bit more on the post. The defense, it was sometimes a little bit shaky with Marquette as well. So tightening that up is probably going to be a good thing for Marquette. So there are some nitpicks to be had there. But on all, they were able to have a just absolutely tremendous season out there in the Big East. They're a team that they returned darn near everything other than Prosper from a season ago. They're a team that identify, and with a lot of these teams that they are bringing back, these veterans, they are teams that I think are very interesting to identify as well because when it comes to a team like a Marquette, they might be a very good bet on team towards the beginning part of the season, but you might want to be not necessarily giving them as much of a boost with their power ranking towards the back half of the season. You might want to be doing a little bit more boosting with like Duke towards the back half of the season because most of their players are turning. They are more guys that were freshmen last year going into their sophomore year, whereas with Marquette, they're older guys. Same goes for a team like UNC Asheville, for example. I just threw them out there a minute ago. Most of these guys, they've played at least three years of college basketball, so the boost that they're going to be getting is going to be a little bit less. I think that that is very important to take note of, but I also do take a look at this bunch as well, and I do think that you're going to be able to have a little bit of upside with them as well, and that's Purdue. And Purdue, I think, is going to be a very interesting team because they bring back darn near everyone. They lost one or two guys in the transfer portal. I think that Brandon Newman went away, but I ain't past that. You've got Zach Eady who's back in the fold, and many of the guards last year for Purdue, they were freshmen. And that's a bigger reason why we saw Purdue be underwhelming against the spread. It's a big reason why Purdue, they probably did lose that game 
against good old Fairleigh Dickinson, even though Fairleigh Dickinson was one of the smallest teams in all of college basketball. If you're right now questioning the coaching of Matt Painter, I don't think it's an unfair question to ask. I'm sorry if you're a Purdue fan, if you're a Matt Painter fan, when you lose a Fairleigh Dickinson in the first round of the NCAA tournament, the coach needs to be questioned. We're just going to call it what it is. And Matt Painter has been able to do a very solid job for many years at Purdue. But that is certainly something where you lose a 16 seed one year in the NCAA tournament. And the previous year, you had lost to a 15 seed. You're called into question. I don't care if your name is Dick Vitale. I don't care if your name is Jay Wright. If your name is Matt Painter. If your name is Flappy Bob. You are going to be called into question if you lose to a 15 seed and a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years. It is what it is. But I take a look at bringing back Fletcher Lawyer. You're able to bring back as well someone like a Braden Smith. These are a pair of guys that were very young last season. They should be able to grow. I do think that there is room to improve for them. They bring back some of their nice ancillary pieces like a Caleb first as well. And I think that that's a team that is going to be able to ascend. Hopefully they can maybe just get a little bit more veteran experience because I do think that David Jenkins, even though he didn't really score a lot last year, he wasn't a guy that was necessarily out there on the floor. He was just that veteran guy that had been around college basketball for 100 million billion years, was able to lend a little bit of just wisdom and experience in general. I think that that's something that could be good for this Purdue team, but all in all, these guards being a year older, I think that that's very important to identify, and I think that the most interesting of these case studies as well is going to be Florida Atlantic, because a lot of people are buying into Florida Atlantic, but we've been talking about on this podcast as well, teams that move to a new conference, and how that can sometimes be very difficult for Florida Atlantic, and now the expectations Unlike last year, they weren't really there until, I would say, early March, until they had that NCAA tournament matchup against Memphis. There were those of us in the betting community that were really stands for our good friends, the Owls, hoot hoot, but... I do think that that is something to maybe take note of, and they might be that one team that, because they are returning everyone, they are right now getting a lot more press than they would typically get, and that could be cause for a little bit of cratering because we saw that with St. Louis last year. St. Louis was that chic team that's like, oh, they've got Javante Perkins back. They've got Yuri Collins, Gibson Jimerson. You're able to go down the list, and they just delivered a big, giant turd. Now, Much of that is because Travis Ford is not necessarily the world's greatest coach. If you are Travis Ford, I am sorry. You probably know much more about college basketball than I am. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can call me a moron. But I don't necessarily think the world of Travis Ford. And I do think the Florida Atlantic, they certainly do have much better coaching with Dusty May out there. But I do think that that is something to be able to identify as well. So always note with some of these teams that they are bringing back a lot of veteran experience. There can sometimes be a little bit of a glass ceiling. We do see some mixed results and typically with a lot of these teams, they provide a lot of their value a little bit earlier during the season. So hopefully this was helpful for you. And once again, if you want to hear more segments like this, tweet them in at GNN underscore one. If you want to hear less segments like this, Tweet in at Jaden underscore D1 that I'm a moron and I should just be hanging up these segments as well. But coming up next, we did see some nice, notable moves in college basketball on the 4th of July. We're going to round those up next. Right here, Uncle Scott with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. 
Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Vegas for Just Guessings with myself, Greg Eubes Peterson, now part of the Visa Family of Podcasts. Hopefully you guys enjoyed segment number one. Again, like I said towards back half of the segment, 
If you like what you hear, send that in at GNN underscore 81. If you don't like what you heard, also send that in at GNN underscore 81. But let's take a look at some of the news and notes that we saw in college basketball on the 4th of July. And we did see Joe Toussaint decide that he is going to be going over to Texas Tech. And Texas Tech is just right now on a roll. They brought in Devin Cambridge a few weeks ago as well. Grant McCaslin has done a nice job bringing in a lot of guys that I don't think that he's going to be able to run the exact same system that he did over at North Texas where the team was dead last in the country in terms of total possessions per game, but he's got a lot of guys that are going to be able to be under control. Now, Joe Tucson, he's used to playing in a little bit of a faster system. Played last year for West Virginia, first three years of his college basketball career was at Iowa, but he's just one of those Swiss Army Knife guys, and he's just flat out a little bit of a winner. Two and a half assists per contest, 9.4 points per game, while shooting about 33% from three last year over at West Virginia. Were they supreme numbers? No, but at the same time, he's got some good familiarity with the Big 12. He's a very good defender as well. He fits exactly what this team is going to want to do. With Texas Tech, they've done a good job of being able to bring in some solid size. They've done a good job of bringing in really good defense-oriented guys, being able to keep someone like a Pop Isaacs as well. I really like the way the Texas Tech sets up. I really like Grant McCaslin. I think that things are going to be working out straight from the get-go from this team. Paul Muke. We were hearing that him entering into the transfer portal was not about NIL. I don't know about that as he was born and raised in the state of New Jersey, was playing for Rutgers, and now he has decided to go to Washington. Now, with Washington, they've actually had a really nice haul. And I know that there's a lot of people saying that this was all about the money. And I do think that the NIL bag, it certainly had something to do with it. But I take a look at this Washington team and out in the Pac-12 where you don't necessarily have a ton of great teams. Cal has really been able to upgrade themselves, but UCLA, I think, is in for a little bit of a down year. Oregon, last few years in general, because the transfer portal was really where they were able to beat up on teams now that the rest of college basketball has been able to catch up. They don't have as big of an edge. USC is going to be really good this year, in my opinion, but you really don't have a lot of fearsome teams. I mean, who says that Washington can't be able to climb up? They did a very nice job bringing in Savir Wheeler. They've got Keon Brooks back in the fold as well. I think someone like a Moses Wood, who was able to put up double figures at six foot eight, was a solid three-point shooter. He's going to be nice for the team, and as we know, when it comes to Washington, Mike Hopkins, he's a disciple of Jim Bayheim. He always likes to play sort of that zone-style defense. He's been just mixing it up a little bit in general the last few years. It's been very strange to try to be able to identify exactly what Washington is going to do. But I mean, this is someone in Paul Muke, who's a very good defender and a very good distributor. Eight and a half points. Four assists, one and a half steals per contest last season, and did shoot 37% from three because the biggest concern I have is Sevier Wheeler and Paul Muke. Two guys that are very good facilitators that don't necessarily light the world on fire with scoring. How are they going to be able to coexist? Well, Muke, he's a relatively good three-point shooter. I think that he can play a little bit off the ball, especially with the fact that he is six foot six. So I think that that is going to be absolutely massive for them and for Rutgers, man. The fact that they lost Paul Muke late, the fact that they lost Cam Spencer late as well, it has not been a good offseason for them in a Big Ten where I do think that there's a little bit more of a tier between some of the haves and the have-nots as well. So I do think that that's something to identify as well. And then we did see this as well, and I am going to completely butcher this name, and I apologize in advance. Georgie Kursich, 
Hopefully I got that correctly. Gentleman from Serbia. He decided that he is going to be going to St. Louis. I mentioned how St. Louis last year was a team that brought back a lot of experience and they just weren't able to live up to their building. But with Kursic, he's someone that has been playing for KK Kakak. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Once again, I apologize if I completely butchered that as well. But someone who has been playing international basketball quite competitively the last few seasons, someone who at six foot three is a relatively good shooter. Taking a look at just the mixtapes that I was able to get my hands on over the last 24 to 48 hours. He's got a really nice shot, shot about 38.5% from three-point range. Not a guy that's necessarily a big, giant facilitator or anything like that, but 9.4 points per contest and an international-level basketball. That's big for a bunch that they lose so much from the backcourt from a season ago, losing Javante Perkins, also losing Yuri Collins there. Going to need to have to really step it up with regards to the way that they move the ball in general, just because Yuri Collins yet averaged the most amount of assists per game of any player in all of college basketball last season. And it really doesn't cause me to upgrade my thoughts too much on St. Louis because a lot of these international players, they are a little bit more of projects in general, but being able to get someone like a Kursich is going to be able to help them out moving forward. And for St. Louis, going to be interesting to see what they're going to be able to get down low as well with Bradley Azirwiro coming in from Georgia... Coming in from Georgetown, and Tim Dogger was a little bit of a do-it-all sort of player over at Tulsa last year. So those are moves that I think are very prominent, and we are getting a little bit thinner in terms of college basketball news. We fortunately did get quite a bit on a nice 4th of July, and hopefully you enjoyed your 4th of July as well, whether that be enjoying some beverages, whether that be just spending time with the family outside, and hopefully cooler weather than 105 degrees, but we are now getting to that point where a lot of these rosters are set, so more conference previews are coming your way. Like I said, if you liked what you heard in the first segment, if you didn't like what you heard in the first segment as well, please just send in a question, comment, segment idea, what have you, to my Twitter feed, at GNNRNSQuarty1 for some segment ideas that you want to hear to get you set for the upcoming college basketball season. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter, so please just send these into the timeline. Other way to be able to interact is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated from there you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast by that five star review we're gonna have lots more guests within the next few days we went guest free because it was a fourth of july and conference previews they are going to be very very plentiful within the next few weeks so i appreciate you guys tuning in today and i will catch you once again tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.